0: They drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk.
1: I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love him, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on whichever current podcast platform that you're listening on. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you also like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. And this is episode number 84. Welcome to the fall, ladies and gentlemen. It is nice and breezy. It is 40 degrees here in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know where you are in the world, but I don't know if you know, but that's pretty cold. And it kind of snuck up on us. I'm trying to adjust. We went from 90s to like shoot, 50 degrees. So, you know, I'm trying to go and get with it. But this pumpkin spice season and that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? So let's thank the Lord for that one time. <laughs> no, man, but um, I enjoy the fall. This is like my favorite season. I don't know... If it has anything with me being born in November But, um, yeah, I love the fall Now the last time we spoke I believe we just got out of a series entitled The God of Miracles And we were discussing all the miracles in the scriptures Things that, um, the Lord has done That was so marvelous in our sight That I think a lot of us lose sight on You know, in scripture So, um, I just finished that series. Please, if you're a first time listener, yeah, if you're a first time listener, welcome. Welcome to the program. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go back and check out the latest episodes we have. This is what episode 84. So you have a good 83, including this one 84, that you can enjoy. Uh, Share with your family and friends. And I pray that this uh, particular episode will be a blessing to you. So much has taken place since the last time we talked. We had the Amber Geiger case. Botham Jean was a young man who was sitting in his apartment just eating ice cream. And Amber Geiger, who's a who was a Dallas police officer, she was off duty at that time. And I'm sure you may have heard the story. She went into the wrong apartment and just started shooting them and shot them dead, killed them. Um, a year, that was last year, a year came up. And she just had a trial she was convicted of murder and they sentenced her to ten years um, a lot of people are not happy with the sentencing even though you know we were all shocked that she even got convicted of murder her being a um, white police officer him being a black man and you know you already know how that go so I think the verdict of her being guilty was shocking but I think her getting 10 years was even more shocking and a lot of people wasn't okay with that. And then, to make matters even worse, um, in some people's eyes, um, Botham Jean's brother Brent, I believe, is his name. He was on the uh, stand, and he basically told Amber that he forgives her for what she did to his brother and then he asked the judge could he go and hug her and he hugged her and she hugged him back and then afterwards the judge came down and hugged her as well as um, I believe she gave her I don't know if it was her bible or she gave her a bible I do know she gave her a bible Um, and the world was in uproar I mean my timeline was filled with Amber Geiger and the judge and Oh uh, look at our people always forgiving. This is, you know, the slave master's mentality. This is what he embedded in us. And I just seen just so many different different things. So it made me want to talk about forgiveness. And because I think a lot of us forget what God's instruction to us. Um, I think sometimes we look at situations and because of the situation we feel like we can excuse um, the Word of God and what the Word of God says Brent actually was witnessing to Amber he actually witnessed to the world because you know he basically announced that you know in so many words that Jesus Christ is the Lord of his life and you know, Jesus commands us to forgive And then he prayed He asked her and told her basically To give your life to the Lord And he will forgive you, what you For what you did to his brother And people just wasn't feeling that So I kind of want to go over some scriptures And kind of talk about this Not necessarily the case But what all transpired I mean of course it was things that I disagree with The forgiveness was not One of them um, I think it was just the optics, you know how it looked. It didn't look good. Not the forgiveness part, but I'm saying from a standpoint of like the judge coming down hugging her, he hugged her, all these different things, you know. And people saying, "Well, I'll forgive, but I ain't gonna forget." Now I'm, you know, there's so many different things. So I just want to kind of look in the scriptures. Y'all know how we do. And let's get what the word of God says on it. And you got to keep in mind that the word of God has nothing to do with our experience. So just because we experience something or don't experience something, that does not change the truth of God's word. Let's start in uh, Mark chapter 11. And let's look at verse 25, Jesus speaking. It says, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone. Mark chapter 11, verse 25 it says and when you stand praying forgive if you have ought against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses but if you do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses let's go to colossians chapter 3 verse 13 it says forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Now that is the King James Version. The New Living Translation says, Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. As well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. So I just read three passages of Scripture. And all three of the passages are basically telling us to forgive one another. Now, although these three passages are referring to believers forgiving believers, meaning that my brother or sister in Christ, if they offend me or do something hurtful, that they are worthy of forgiveness because of what Jesus did for me. And notice each passage is saying that it's telling us to keep something in mind It's saying that when you forgive someone, forgive them knowing that Christ first forgave you. Now, what these scriptures and what the scripture does not say, say and doesn't tell us um that we had to feel good doing it it didn't tell us that um whether we had to you know forgive a person publicly it didn't say that after you forgive someone that you have to go kiss them on the neck and do all these other um actions but what it's stating is it's telling us to simply forgive because of what jesus did for you it's not rating what the situation has to be. It's not saying, you know, forgive unless it's murder. Forgive unless, you know, they abuse your child. Forgive unless, you know, someone slept with your wife or your husband. It doesn't so any extreme thing that we can think of and God forbid all those things. But any extreme situation that you can possibly think of, although it will hurt us to the core and our flesh will be screaming upset. He still tells us to forgive because of what Jesus did for us. Another thing you don't know is in the scripture. He's not telling. He's not giving us a time frame. He's not telling us you need to forgive them right away or you need to forgive them next week or you need to forgive them next year. He's saying that you need to forgive yeah there's no time limit on forgiveness but one thing that you can be assured of according to mark chapter 11 verse 25 he tells us but when you stand praying forgive and he said if you don't forgive your father won't forgive you so keep this in mind sure we can say alright, they did this thing. I'm going to work towards forgiveness, which is good. And God is going to help us with it because it's not easy. There's no word he says. He says it's easy, but it is possible. And it is something that he tells us to do. That's why we need the Lord. So he says, when you stay praying, forgive, then he says, if you don't, this is in Mark chapter 11, verse 25. And then he says, if you don't forgive, neither will God forgive you your trespasses. So that means that as long as we feel like, you know, I'm going to not forgive them as if you're holding it over their head. God is saying, okay, you said that you're not going to forgive them. God says, well, mean you have nothing to talk about until you do. Now, I don't believe this applies to the person that says, you know what, Lord, I know what your word says. I know I need to forgive them and I'm working on it and I need you to help me. I believe with that kind of heart, With a heart to want, you know, you want to please God, but the situation is hard. He understands that. God gives us grace. And that's where grace will come in. And he'll help us to forgive that person. But I'm talking to someone who says, I'm not going to forgive them. I've listened to a lot of different radio shows. I listened to a lot of different podcasts. And, you know, listening to the commentators and people talk on this subject, this particular matter in general, with this Bach and Gene case. And people were just saying that he's stronger in his faith. More He's stronger more in his faith. Talking about Brent, Bach Jean's Gene's brother. He's more stronger in his faith than I am. And others were saying, I simply won't forgive. I can't forgive them. How could I forgive them? He's a sucker for forgiving him. Like, you know, I've even heard people even use Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5, Charlemagne, and stated that this is, in so many words, an oppressor's mentality. This is black people loving their oppressors. Oppressors, in this case, they're referring to white people. And oh, another thing, the, the black police officer that was you know kind of fixing um amber geiger's hair as she was sitting you know all those things um they were strange you know what i'm saying so i'm not excusing none of that all that was strange but what we're dealing with is forgiveness i understand the optics i understand people may, may have made packs or this was set up by that or they made a deal listen me and you we probably would never know that You know what I'm saying But the only person Knows that is the Lord But we can't focus On what we don't know We gotta focus On what we know And what we know is Okay This was us In that situation God forbid We ever get in a situation That extreme We understand That okay This happened The individual Is no longer here with us Life is gonna be different And I know That I have to move forward And I know That I have to As a believer I have to forgive This person because unforgiveness is just like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That's literally is what it's like. So when you intentionally say I'm not forgiving that person, you are really hurting you. It's better to ask God to help you to forgive than to just flat out decree and declare that I'm not going to forgive. Now that's when you get out of order. But anyway, the scripture that I was going to read that um, Charlemagne brought up. When he said this is an example of black people loving their oppressors. He quoted this scripture. And he said. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5. Slaves obey your earthly masters. With deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely. As you would serve Christ. So he's basically saying that this scripture. Is what causes black people. This scripture enslaves black, pe- black people. Um, just all these different things. So people like to use that particular scripture in reference to slavery and say that the Bible condones slavery. Yeah, this scripture. And he wasn't the only one. I started seeing a pattern of black people talk about other black people and really was referring to Brent and referring to the judge saying that us as black people forgiving, in particular, white people that if we do that it's somehow it's a it's a slave mentality and that we are the most forgiving people on earth and that we don't even forgive our own people like that but we're quick to forgive white folk well I can't speak on behalf of every black person and others can't speak on behalf of other black people um I don't think that's the case, personally. I think that...
2: Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Listen to Macchiato's Music and Descriptors podcast with Martinez. Yeah, yeah. Low, low, low. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that penny yeah. with the
1: shack. If he's passing me the rock, you might not get it back. They never gave a hand, now they want to give me that. I don't know where you been, I got fear of God, ain't no fear of man. These least them Arminios, yeesh, need a pair of them.
2: L.A., 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 man, I feel like magic. L.A., 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 I can't stand the traffic. Side for the vacation, yeah, West Westbrook on the yeah. isolation. Yeah.
1: So New York City gotta keep it, me keep man on uh The bubble jacket with the pimpy winkle camel uh This concludes side
0: A. Please flip to side B. I don't know. It it is hard when you say black people are so forgiving because I guess I never looked at it like that. I look at it like we all are supposed to be forgiven. But I think that when people make statements like that, like black people are so forgiving, I think statements like that has a root of a slave mentality, making that type of statement. And I think that that's people who don't understand the power of forgiveness because somehow they think forgiveness is a black thing. And forgiveness is a humanity thing. The Lord commands us to forgive. Now, I haven't forgot about that scripture I read because I want to address that. Ephesians Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would Christ. So when (coughs) certain black people saw that situation in the court where Brent hugged Amber and when the judge came down and hugged her as well. Now that, that's strange because I didn't definitely didn't agree with the judge because if you're gonna hug her, you have to hug every person that's convicted of murder after that, because now you set a pattern for yourself. Now I understand what emotions do. I think when Brent was witnessing to her, I think the room got emotional. Everyone started crying. She started crying. I felt like she was probably just in the heat of the moment. And she forgot she had that Jud robe on. And went down there and hugged that lady. But then I heard her response to it. And she felt like there was nothing wrong with it. So when she said that then. That's when I kind of disagreed. Um, and then she brought up the scripture. And she seen, I think she's a believer as well. That yeah she is. That she stayed, said she was. That you know the scripture tells us to forgive. But the scripture doesn't tell us. Um, that we have to hug after we've declared forgiveness and um, be honest with you I don't know what was she forgiving her for because she didn't kill her brother so I don't know but maybe she could have it could have been a borrowed offense where she put herself in Brent's shoes and maybe she felt some uh, animosity and unforgiveness towards Amber and she felt like I needed to forgive her, but that don't mean that you had to hug her. Brent technically didn't have to hug her. You know, hugging is not the seal of forgiveness. There's people that hug all the time in church, outside of church, that say they sorry or whatever, and in their heart they ain't forgave a thing, they don't care nothing about you, and it's just the act, it's just all the emotion. So a hug doesn't symbolize that. Forgiveness is a heart. Forgiveness is, first of all, the spiritual. Forgiveness is not natural. That's why forgiveness is hard to do, even in some of the simplest matters. It's like, yo, I don't know, fam. You've been you've been on me for a while now. I'm, you know, I'm starting to feel some type of way. I'm starting to feel disrespected. You know what I'm saying? So we have like all this animosity, and it's a it's not it's a spiritual thing. It's not it's not a flesh thing. You don't forgive with your flesh, because your flesh is not gonna want to do it. You have to forgive in this in with your spirit. And you're forgiven by faith. You're forgiven when you don't have a feeling to forgive. That's what faith is. You have to move past your feelings. I'm doing this because of what the Lord said. Right? All of us have to forgive. And number one, if you can't forgive, if, if you listen to my sound of my voice and you talking about you want to get married. Yo, that ain't going to happen if you can't forgive. Because marriage is all about forgiveness. People that's been married for 40, 50 years, they made it there because of forgiveness. It doesn't mean that your spouse has to do some mad extreme where we're talking about adultery and all that. Just everything. Whether it's offense. Maybe they talk to you wrong. Maybe they did whatever. And you got to forgive that. Because this is your spouse one that you can manage your life to. So you got to be willing to forgive and move on. Let's keep pressing. Let's keep doing what you know we're supposed to do. So... If you're one of the people that says, I won't forgive, or if that was me, I sure wouldn't forgive, what what were you going to do? What were you going to do, honestly? You were going to try to move forward without your brother. Put the case behind you, already upset that you're only getting 10 years. Blame the white man, blame all these different things, and then you think you're going to live a successful life? Or a peaceful life No you have to forgive first You have to work towards that I don't care if it requires therapy Do something Move towards it You have to Now I keep trying to get to the scripture Of Ephesians 6 5 And explaining it But my lord I just feel that strongly in me Because Yo we got a problem And I'm talking about problem as humanity Because when this situation happened, it's like the world blew up from the simple fact that he said he forgave her. The Charleston, South Carolina incident, um, in the church when the when the white guy came in and killed the people in the church, and some of the members came up and said that they forgave him. Yo, none of that is easy, but clearly they understand. That in order for me to move forward I got to As hard as it is As hard as I don't want to I got to Right So real briefly On this slave thing For people Or if you may be listening Or someone shared this episode with you And you may be like Yeah I said Ephesians 6-5 Yeah we have a We have a slave mentality We love our oppressors And our oppressors Oppressed us with the scriptures And you already know that the Bible we got now was not the Bible that was handed to our ancestors from the slave masters. It's already been documented and proven that there was over what books taken out the scriptures, verses taken out, verses on redemption, verses on a lot of different things that showed God's grace for everybody. That show God freed the slaves. That show, you know, taking parts out of Exodus when God delivered the children of Israel. They took all that out and they handed black folks that Bible, and then left scriptures like Ephesians 6:5 in there to, manip- to manipulate us. And we're still being manipulated by that scripture because we think that scripture somehow is talking about the slavery that our ancestors experienced here in western civilization in American history this that verse had nothing to do with the type of slavery that our people experienced slavery in the bible had nothing to do with race there were people in the bible who sold themselves slale- who sold themselves into slavery simply to pay off a debt that they couldn't pay there is, in the Old Testament, there was a law that you couldn't even punish. The scripture in the Old Testament talks about the stealing of human beings was a capital punishment. They stole us from Africa and brought us here to America. That's what we have in our minds when we read Ephesians six five. Yes, the Bible talks about slaves. Yes, it's telling the slave to, you know... Um, obey your masters But it's not like what you think It's not like what we experience Different type of slavery Was not the same I mean you even read in the scriptures In the book of Philemon Where he was right The apostle Paul was writing to Philemon telling him about I think I think you pronounce his name One of us How he was a slave But he gave his life to the Lord And he says that he's free now So you need to receive him As your brother in the Lord Not as a slave So when we say the bible condones slavery or when we, we, all we have in mind is this this American way of slavery that, deal, that dealt solely with race, that dealt with you know, lying, that saying that you know, black people wasn't even uh, a real human being, it was like a half a man or half human or whatever crazy stuff they called us and told us that we were that wasn't true You know what I'm saying? Saying that, you know, the reason why skin is black is because we're cursed and just all these different things. All this stuff is scripturally untrue, ignorant and sad and is worthy of punishment to those who did that. And a lot of them obviously aren't here today. And I believe God has dealt with them accordingly. But at any rate, I wanted to talk about that particular verse because... I want to expound on that because people want to take all types of scriptures out the Bible, out of context, not knowing what they're talking about. And I want this podcast to be a platform where you can come and get an understanding of what the scripture says. Not because I know it all, but because the Lord knows it all. And we're going to search the scriptures together to find the answer. I just want to be his vessel. I just want to be one that God can use. That's it. A lot of this stuff is getting out of hand. Let's go to the scripture, um, when Jesus was talking about, um, what's that scripture? The popular one. Oh yeah. Matthew chapter 18. Let's go there. Verse 21. It says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times. Verse 22. Jesus said, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. They just confirmed everything we said about Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5. He's given a parable But he's saying they couldn't pay a debt, so his whole entire family had to be sold into slavery to pay the debt. Verse 26, but the man fell down because his master, but the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave him his debt. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Wow. So that parable, remember a parable is Jesus using something natural to explain the spiritual truth. So he shared the story with us about the man who owed millions of dollars to the king. The king was about to storm the prison. But he begged the king to have mercy on him. The king had mercy on him, forgave him the debt and told him to go about his business. The man left and then that dude went and found somebody who owed him. You know, a couple thousand dollars, came to that dude, grabbed him by the throat, pay me my money. You know what I'm saying? I'm paraphrasing. In so many words, dude fell down, said the same thing to yo, him. You'll forgive me, give me more time, be patient with me. He said, nope, not today. And then threw the man in the prison. Then when the people found out, the king found out like, yo, you couldn't have mercy on him just like I have mercy on you. That's the type of example of Jesus with us. That's what he's saying. So, although Amber Geiger went into that man's apartment, and I honestly believe, I don't think it was intentional. I don't think she went in there with the intent to kill Botham. I really don't. Now, we can argue all day long, like, yo, can't you, don't you know what your where your furniture was placed at? Like, don't you, like, we can do all these different things, and it don't, and none of it makes sense. I don't understand how she did it, Okay. And things after that, and not giving CPR, just so many different things, right? But whatever the case may be, she did what she did, and this was last year. So, their Botham's family had been dealing with this for a year before the trial even happened. Before the trial even happened, so they had over a year to process this, to pray fast, and when this trial came up i believe that this was a time of release for brent who was Botham's brother and i believe and he hasn't said this but i believe that by him hugging her was just an act of his faith yes lord i forgive her he told her publicly and then asked could he hug her that's something that he chose to do and he has that right if that's what he chose to do to release Whatever it was in his heart out, that's the route that he chose. What's the hug her? Me and you have nothing to say about that. All you need to know and all we need to know is that we have to forgive. Regardless of what happened. Because us holding on to the situation is not helping you. And don't think you have a right to hold anything over anyone's head. Regardless of what happened, I didn't say it was going to be easy. But I'm saying we need God's grace to do it. I'm saying, don't think that you have that right. Like God is giving you this portion that you can hold on to because of whatever happened. Ask God to help you, right? So Jesus said, forgive them seventy times seven. Peter was trying to figure out. Wait a minute, if somebody did something to me, cool, I'll forgive them. But if they keep doing the same thing seven more times, am I supposed to forgive them seven times? So he couldn't even understand it because it's not a flesh matter. This is a spiritual matter. Unforgiveness is spiritual. Unforgiveness is not natural. Because if it was natural, none of us could do it. At all. So if you're one of the ones and they borrowed offense from this case, it is an injustice in the sense of, yeah, she could have gotten more time, but that's the jury. They came together and decided, hey, we wanna give her ten years. Now, I hope she served the full 10. She probably won't. She may do five years and get out on good behavior. But even that, we can't focus on. Sometimes you just got to thank God for the small victory. You know what I mean? Yo, know, she got convicted of murder. She could have just flat out walked and not got nothing. No fines, nothing. Could have just told her to pay court costs and so you can go home. They gave her 10 years. And like I was telling my wife, we may be mad in 10 years. You may be mad she getting five, but I'm telling you, uh, she don't want to spend a day in prison, let alone five years. And she understands that five years, her life is gone. If she doesn't do the full term, we pray she does. So let's just say she does. We're saying it should have been 30, 50. I mean, it was going the, what was it, from five years to 99 years. Like, that was just crazy. 10 years a whole decade she's so she's going to miss the entire decade of the 2020's that's going to hurt I don't know about you but me losing a decade of my life being in prison will be hard so yo as Brent said and at this point fam you need to pray that she finds the Lord when I find him because he's not lost (laughs) <laughs> but you need to pray that she receives the Lord and get her life together and ask for his forgiveness for doing what she did. I heard she was sexting or, or something or whatever to her um her colleague, but whatever the case may be. She need the Lord just like we need him. Just like Botham had him. You know what I mean? Like we gotta forgive. And, like I said, there's no time frame on it. Doesn't mean you have to hug the person. Doesn't mean y'all have to hang out, go out to dinner the next day. Doesn't mean none of that. How you choose to forgive, and has it has to be authentic. Because then the Lord knows. So, I mean, sure, you can fool us and fool that person, but you can't fool the Lord. So, you want to make sure that you really forgive somebody if you say you forgave them. But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't mean you got to hug them. It doesn't mean you got to walk in public doesn't mean you have to publicly confess that you forgave them, you don't got to do none of that scripture doesn't say that, it just simply says to forgive them could Botham I mean could Brent maybe had not taken the stand and say you know I just forgive her in my heart and just do it privately, sure God would have still received it but I believe God used this moment as a teachable moment for all of us and to share Jesus with the world Because whether you know it or not, we're living in a fallen world where people don't want nothing to do with Jesus. And this court situation just confirmed to me as to how much, how far off we are. But I pray in these last days that we will no longer be far off, but we will all come near the cross. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and with your friends. Once again, whichever current podcast platform you're listening to this episode on, make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you rate it and leave a review. Let me know how this podcast has been a has been a blessing to you. Also, if you'd like to send me an email, send your email to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Follow me on social media at mbills314. Remember these words from the Book of Romans, Chapter 3, Verse 4, Latter Verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.